Hello, everyone, and inside today's Locked on Canadians, we finally have a rough outline for a Ben Sherratt trade. More trade rumblings surrounding the Montreal Canadiens in the Minnesota Wild. We're going to preview the Tank Bowl round two and talk about Austin Matthews' suspension, all coming up in this show. Your Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 572 of Locked On Canadians. As always, thank you for making us your first listen of the day every single day of the week. You can find us here on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matla, and I'm joined, as always, by the active stick, Laura Seba. And Laura, we got news as we were sitting down to record the show, not in the middle of the show, but before it for once, which means we can talk about things. Um, we were going to talk about things anyways, but we can talk about things and how they affect <laughs> the Montreal Canadiens now. Uh, how are we feeling on this uh, Victory Monday here? Well, it, it's not Canadians news just yet, but it does affect the Canadians in a very uh, important way. And uh, I'm excited. You know, it's uh, it's it's still light out while we're recording the show. Like, uh, you know, the the payoff for the daylight savings or whatever it is where you have to wake up and you're in a whole like mental fog in the morning because it's so off your schedule. But the payoff is it's still light out and it's dinner time. So I don't know. I'm happy about that. And I'm happy that we have things to discuss because the Canadians have kind of gone quiet on the venture out front. But uh we do expect him to get traded unless they, you know, they literally don't find a taker for him. But it looks like the market now has been set. Yes. Uh, just before we sat down to record, we were kind of discussing pre-show things, what we wanted to do and whatnot. And the Anaheim Ducks have traded Josh Manson to the Colorado Avalanche for prospect Drew Hellison and a third round pick in 2023. Uh, I believe Drew Hellison was actually one of the bigger names that Colorado could move out in this current um, I don't want to call it market, but uh, stage in their in their team, whatever we want to call it here. And my first thought is that is your rough outline for a Ben Sherratt trade. You're either going to get a first round pick or you're going to get a good prospect in a, in a lower round pick. I, I think the ship has long sailed on getting both unless teams are now more desperate. Now that Josh Manson is off the board and we know Jacob Chikrin is injured right now and we will touch on Jacob Chikrin's injury in our second segment for the tank bowl. I wonder now if this spurs more teams into going, well, Manson's gone. That leaves Sherratt. That might leave a Humpus Lindholm from Anaheim as well. And some of those other defensive names out there. And Ben Sherratt's been on this list basically since the Habs started losing in October. So I, I, I'm of two minds on this and that I think it kind of spurs teams to potentially pay more or, and risk missing out or this is the market, and that's what Kent Hughes is going to get now. It's You're going to get a prospect in a mid-round pick, or you're going to get a first and maybe like a tweener player. I, I feel like we are the market has been set for Ben Sherratt now. I, yeah, we're like as we're recording this, we're one week from the trade deadline, uh, and there are three games left. So assuming that he doesn't get grievously injured, I don't know. I personally would hold him out of the lineup, but... Uh, assuming he doesn't, you know, like lose an arm or something like that, uh, he's still 
a big name on the trade market for the certain type of GM that wants a defensive defenseman that's going to, uh, you know, uh, clear the crease of other people in the in the playoffs. You know, that's definitely there's still still a market for that. Um, and this might be one of the last few years that there is a market for that. And the Canadians really need to be shopping him at this point because you could lose him for nothing in free agency because I don't think he's coming back. Um, or you could get something for him at the trade deadline. So right now the trick is I think for Kent Hughes to kind of pretend that there's there's more bidding than there is i think i feel like that's the kind of game that i would play if i were um in in kent hughes's shoes especially now since one of the names is off the board i personally feel like i would just i would try and play that game because i think the the fact like the closer you get to the deadline the fact that you might miss out on something or even worse that your opponent might be getting a kind of player that you want it takes it from maybe I want him to know I need to get him at all costs. And I really like that, 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 that craziness of the trade deadline. So, you know, all of this could be moot, you know, you could edit and post this episode, Scott, and then all of a sudden the Canadians will have found a taker and trade adventure. Rock. No, no, but- no, 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 no. <laughs> Do not put that evil on me. I want to finish playing Halo Infinite tonight. And I don't want the Canadians <laughs> to ruin my evening by doing that. Yeah. And I have another <laughs> podcast to record. So once you're done listening to this, everybody, please check out the Habs Edition podcast, because after this, I will be recording with our friend Dylan Wall, uh, and we will be talking about some really fun things for next season. But in the meantime, I really think that right now, if you're Kent Hughes, you got to pretend that everybody wants Ben Chirot and everybody's willing to pay for Ben Chirot. And, and you know, he's a transparent guy. He likes to be honest. He, he wants to build a good rapport with his fellow GMs, but there's nothing wrong with embellishing a little bit, I think. And that's what I would do if I were in his shoes. Now, I'm not, so I don't know. Also, I have a really bad poker face. Like, I <laughs> like I can't pretend, you know, like when I'm playing that game, you could call my bluff very easily. But that's also why I'm not an NHL GM, right? So I think that that's what they should do. And this is, I, I mean, for me, like you're thinking about this guy's coming off the books at the end of the year. There's a difference between, it's a difference between an asset in any form and a nothing. And an asset in any form is better. But obviously, we think that based on how big a name he is on the market, and we don't really understand why, um, we do think that he, they, you know, they should drum up the return. They should drum up the price for him so the Canadians can get a decent return. And Sherratt isn't the only name. Uh, Elliot Friedman, this was posted by Montreal Hockey Now on Twitter, uh, scrolling through today. The Canadians have interest again in Jack McBain, a uh, Minnesota Wild prospect. He's graduating from Boston College, 22-year-old center, uh, he has 33 points in 24 games this year, 86 points in 117 games overall. Uh, apparently, Minnesota's been asking roughly a second-round pick, and if the Canadians really want uh, a guy like Jack McBain, I think they might pay that. The price might come down the further into this this goes because if he's not going to sign with the Wild, guess what? Uh, he's going to be a free agent. The Habs are going to get him for literally nothing. And also that the Canadians have apparently kicked tires on Pavel Zaka of the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Zaka was a, let's see, he was a top six overall pick there. I, I look at his numbers and I don't know if it's just the devils being bad or what it is, but it's the kind of thing that I go, this is wanting an NHL center more than anything else right now, because they're lacking in those and Zaka's not great, but the other option is we're playing Laurent Dauphin as a two C it, it all credit to Larry Dolphins, but Winning teams don't have Laurent Dauphin as a two. Winning AHL teams might, but winning NHL teams uh, do not uh, for very long. So, 
uh, there's lots of trade rumor stuff going out around there. So we'll you see. gotta wonder though that you look at the Canadians' injuries and you kind of the rumors kind of materialize out of that more than anything else. And like maybe they haven't even inquired on him, but somebody was like, "Oh, the Canadians should be interested in Bob Zaka," and so it became a whole thing. So you you kind of have to wonder with that because at this point, like why why. It doesn't make sense to me why you would try to get it. If you're not trying to make the playoffs, you have no hope of making the playoffs. Why are you trying to do this? I mean, it's a lot of pressure on your younger centers who aren't, you know, two, two C caliber. But other than that, I really don't see a reason to give up an asset for, for him in particular. Buying doesn't make a whole lot of sense. If you're the Montreal Canadians right now, I mean, maybe buying for the future, like a McBain, I understand a Zaka. I do not, unless they are continuing to try and compete in Tank Bowl 2022. And speaking of which, Tuesday, when you were listening to this, it's Coyotes versus Habs, the movable object versus the stoppable force. And we have that preview coming up next. But folks, it is that time of year again as the March Madness College Basketball Tournament is finally upon us. And if you want all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And... Folks, if you are tuning into this, we want to make sure that on trade deadline day, March 21st at 3.30, tune into Lockdown Fantasy Hockey's live deadline reaction show to get all the on-ice fantasy and betting analysis you need from the hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone with appearances from everyone around the Lockdown NHL a, uh, circle there. Please take a look. Check them out. It's going to be well worth your time. Things that may or may not be worth your time. The Montreal Canadiens played the Arizona Coyotes uh, tonight. And the last time these two teams played, uh, the Canadians, to phrase this in the nicest way possible under Dominique Ducharme, went out and pooped their pants on the ice for 60 minutes and lost in an embarrassing fashion to a team that is deliberately bad this season. It was... We, we talked about low points, and this was another low point before the next low point before the next low point. I feel a little bit better about this game because, surprisingly, the Coyotes and Habs are playing extremely good hockey right now. They're getting really good goaltending. They're getting really fun performances. This game might actually be fun, and it's got some meaning. These teams are at the bottom mm -hmm. of the standings. The Habs have a game or have played one more game than the Coyotes, so if anything screams going to overtime because neither team wants to win, it's definitely this game. So uh, I'm I'm cautiously excited about a Habs Coyotes game. Something I have I don't think I've ever been before in my entire life. I think there's two things at play here. It could you could see both teams trying to lose or both teams trying to win, and I hope both teams try to win because the Coyotes, as you mentioned, a couple you know the last few games. I guess it's been a couple of weeks now. They're they're pretty hot right now. Um, I think, um, I think that's, you know, they're definitely like, they, 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 they're playing exciting hockey. It might not be beautiful elite talent, you know, elite talent, but a lot of guys are, are, are playing well because they want to get traded. 
and a lot of guys are playing for pride and i think the canadians kind of have that as well they're they're trying to salvage the the bad sentiment from having such an abysmal season so uh i like to i'd like to think that both teams will be trying both teams will be you know they'll have a game plan they'll have effort they'll have execution and it might look it might be one of those games that's really messy but fun for the fans to watch i think for me for the rest of the season i want to see fun i want to see you know the the Cole Caulfield continue to be amazing. Nick Suzuki, that kind of thing. Yes, I want to see that. I want to see some players recover their games from uh, earlier in the season. But at the end of the day, I just want to see some fun hockey because we all know that right now we're looking forward to the lottery. We're looking forward to the Canadians amassing draft picks, and that that's what I want to see. And I look at this game as that it's going to be wide open. It's I don't think there's going to be much defense played in this game. To be honest, it's. And I'm assuming we're going to see Carl Vemelka and we're going to see maybe Samuel Montembeau again. I don't expect this to be the prettiest game. I really don't. But at the same time, um, these two teams, are, if you combine their points, still would not be in first place in the NHL. So they're not they're not good. But at the same time, you know what? That's That's all okay. Like you said, it's about building these next things here. And I'm curious what they do because there's still no Christian Dvorak. There's still no Jonathan Drouin. Um Joel Edmondson may or may not play. We don't quite know yet. Uh, and also, apparently, the Canadians had Louis Belpedio recalled when they brought Corey Schooneman up to the team the other day. I don't know if Belpedio just went from Wilkes-Barre Scranton to Philadelphia because the Rocket were in Pennsylvania that weekend, but there's no trace of a recall or anything there. So something is up. And I'm wondering, with Belpedio being with the team, if they're going to scratch Ben Sherratt to keep him... Now, especially with the Josh Manson trade here, I wonder if Belpedio is that emergency thing where they go just in case he's with the team, but he's not with the team. So, which I think is super illegal, but I'm not a capologist and I trust John Sedgwick's judgment on this because he's been doing it for two years. So, um, I wouldn't be shocked if Ben Schrott's not in the lineup against Arizona, to be quite honest. It's a week to the trade deadline. He's their most valuable asset. He's got nine points in 10 games, had that great assist at Kyle Dubas against Philadelphia to get it to overtime. We're going to see, we're going to see a lot of weird stuff for the next week for the Montreal Canadians. And that's not a bad thing. I'm, I'm wondering if they take this moment though, because Arizona, obviously they might be a good team right now, but they're not a good team overall. If that makes sense. I wonder if this is a game where they go, Hey, maybe we should give Caden Primo a start here and see what we've got. Because Andrew Hammond's not cleared. Jake Allen isn't cleared yet. Carey Price has just started practicing again. You don't want to burn Montembeau out because then you start getting blown out in games and we know how that goes. And Martin St. Louis coaching can't fix goaltending, at least not right now. So uh, I wonder if there's going to be more surprising lineup choices because I really do half expect there to be a recall notice about Louis Belpedio sometime in the afternoon tomorrow. And then we find out Ben Sherratt is a healthy scratch for the game or something along those lines. That would make a lot of sense to me. And as for the goaltender, starting goaltender, I think, I wonder if they're just worried about the fragile mental state of Caden Primo. He seems to be, you know, like it, it, it's felt to me over the course of the last couple of seasons is that he'll play in the AHL. He'll get some confidence. He'll play in the NHL and then not be great and then lose confidence and then like start declining in the NHL instead of getting better, which is what you want to see from a call up. And 
so the opposite keeps happening. So I wonder if they're just worried that he's too fragile and that's why they didn't play him against the Flyers because there's that whole history there and all of that. They didn't want to put too much pressure on his shoulders. But I really think that it's time to start him, if only to give Montembeau a break. If only like you're like, all right, let's give away these points to the Arizona Coyotes because <laughs> Montembeau needs a break. Yeah, and I don't actually know what the rest of their schedule. Admittedly, I haven't looked at the Habs schedule. They play the Stars on Thursday and they play the Senators on Saturday, and then the Bruins on trade deadline day. Like, they've got, out of those four games, there are two that are very winnable. Arizona and the Senators games are both very winnable. The Stars game is a toss-up because they beat the Stars that required Samuel Montembeau to be legitimately incredible, and the Bruins game might be an absolute pummeling for all we know. So I, I think they should try and go for the wins in the games that they can there. Like, I would start Caden Primo against the Coyotes, and then give Montembeau the Stars and the Senators games. Get your points and your confidence boosters where you can get them. And at the same time, you can still rest, you know, Caden Primo and play him when it's needed. It's not like Samuel Montembeau is getting burnt out, but we do run the risk of that. And hopefully Andrew Hammond's back before too long or Jake Allen is back because he's supposed to be in that eight-week window soon. We might get a surprise going into the weekend, which would be welcome not only for the Laval Rocket to get Caden Primo back, but for Samuel Montembeau, who might just give Jake Allen a hug and say, I've missed you so much, please make all the shots stop. So it's going to be a very wild and interesting week in Montreal. Uh, Laura, do you have any game predictions for Arizona and Montreal? I predict that the Canadians will end up still in last place after all of it. Wait, I... Yeah. Yeah. All right. I was going to say that no matter what, win or lose, they're going to still be in last place anyway. So it's all right. Um, you saw what I did there. <laughs> yes. I, I, if, my, if you can see my brain short circuiting as I was trying to do the math in my head. So you picked up what I put down. <laughs> yes. And there you have it, folks. The Habs probably still in last place when we record on Wednesday. And now in our final segment, Austin Matthews has been suspended for two games for a cross check to Rasmus Dahlin. We're going to talk whether that's fair, whether the Department of Player Safety actually has its act together, and whether the reaction is warranted, and that's all coming up next. But first, today's show is, of course, brought to you by Rock Auto, and there's so many makes and models of cars, it's almost impossible to get what you need all the time from your local chain parts store. And it's often intimidating where they go in, is your model an EX, is it an LS, is it, you know, whatever, Save time and money when you go to rockauto.com and you can save 30, 15, even 100% more or compared to your chain store or car dealership. And Rock Auto is a family business and they've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer and they have everything that you need. Do you need tail lamps? Do you need motor oil? New carpet for your car? Anything that you could possibly be looking for. And we encourage everyone to go discover what you need for your car at rockauto.com and how it can help you out at any circumstance so go explore their easy to use website and find the solution to your auto parts needs and when you go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com so i just got a text message from my co-host here and Jacob Chikrin suffered a lower body injury Saturday night versus the Boston Bruins, who will be on the lineup for two to four weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, Ben Sherratt is now the hottest free agent on the market. Who wants Ben Sherratt? I can tell you who doesn't want Ben. I can tell you who probably might want him. The Toronto Maple Leafs, who, after uh, complaining about cross-checking for two years, 
had Austin Matthews suspended two games for cross-checking Rasmus Dahlin in the neck. And I'm going to, I'm going to level with our leaf fans who might listen to this show. Yes. Austin Matthews puts up with an incredible amount of crap on the ice. So does Connor McDavid. And should there be more calls? Yes. Should you cross check a man in the neck because you are frustrated and get suspended for two games when your team is spiraling right now because you can't get a save and nothing seems to be working? No, that's not what an on-ice leader does. It's a very poor reaction to things. And here's the thing. If you didn't think Austin Matthews had a target on his back beforehand when he's caught, when Toronto and all that has called out the officiating for two years, he certainly does now because he mouthed off to the ref after they lost to Arizona. And then at the end of that Sabres game, his cross-check was arguably more egregious than the one that got Jonathan Drouin thrown out of the Dallas Stars game a couple of weeks ago. And he got a two-minute minor, came back in the game, got run over by Dylan Cousins, and then it was not a good day to be Austin Matthews in, in Hamilton. And at the same time, I look at that and go, that's a cross-check. If that is the standard, which it should be, cross-checking a dude in the neck should be a minimum suspension there. It's the right call, and it sends a message. Austin Matthews is a heart candidate this year. He's a legitimate superstar, and he just got suspended for his actions. There is your standard now. However, and Laura, I am probably stupid, I don't think the Department of Player Safety is going to stick to that, to be quite honest. No, that was that was the first thing I was going to say. Well, actually, let me go back to the actual first thing I was going to say, which was doesn't matter how frustrated you are. You cannot lose your temper like that. We've seen it happen to Brendan Gallagher a lot where he stays inside the line and then people start annoying him and, and, and getting back at him for being annoying. And then he loses his temper. So like this entire game where he spent like literally staying right inside the line and not getting into trouble. That he loses his temper and you cannot do that. You just can't. The same thing with Austin Matthews. While your anger might be valid, you cannot lose your temper and then cross-check a dude in the neck or the face or whatever. Now, 100%, this is happening. And then the NHL is going to go back to pretending they don't see cross-checks anymore. Literally the next game, which is happening right now. We're in like 10 minutes. <laughs> um, So it, it's literally like they're going to stop like... If they called enough penalties on cross-checking, I think we'd see it a lot less often. But it, you're right. When it's like in somebody's neck or face where it's you could cause significant injury, like really that should be a suspension. And we know it's not going to happen. And what's going to happen is that all the Leafs fans who think that there is a conspiracy against Austin Matthews are going to get even more empowered. And then you're going to get, you know, you're going to get people saying that it's all against the Leafs where really it's just incompetence and inconsistency. And then like other teams are going to see like, oh, you know what? Austin Matthews got called. And then whoever does the cross check today or tomorrow doesn't get called, doesn't get a suspension. So they're going to start cross checking all over again. It's not going to be a deterrent. You need to be consistent. Like if I'm Austin Matthews, I'm understandably angry if I'm the first person or if this is the first time this happens, like in general, they need to be much harder on cross-checking, particularly in the playoffs. You know what I, th I found really funny was that, you know, everybody was holding up examples of other th other people that have done things that look almost exactly the same as what uh, Austin Matthews did, and they didn't get suspended for it. Like, it really is clearly an inconsistency, but what Austin Matthews did was, one, be a superstar, two, do it in a big outdoor game. And, and, that's and those exact... two things, like, two wrongs the don't eyes make on right. Two wrongs right. don't if make a right. And that's the thing exactly. is, 
yes, the standard sucks because it's inconsistent, but at the same time, if all those, yes, all those things probably should have been suspensions or fines and this and that. At the same time, he did it, like you said, with the entire hockey world watching that game there. It's Toronto. And as much as we like to make fun of how does this affect the Leafs in Toronto and this and that, everyone was watching it because Toronto's an absolute tire fire right now. It's hilarious right. to watch them fail. And then they fail and watch their superstar get suspended for two games. And here's the thing. They're going to come. He's going to come back and score 7 million goals in like three games. And we will deal with that bridge when we cross it. But <laughs> the, the standard sucks. And I agree that, right. yes, there should be more suspensions for cross-checking and actually cracking down. Not saying you're going to do it and then changing your mind halfway through. But uh, there, I've seen some people say that a suspension was unwarranted. He cross-checked a dude in the neck in retaliation. The oldest rule in any sport is they always get the guy who's retaliating. Always. Right. It and doesn't you, matter what sport. It doesn't matter which player you are. And if you don't think he had a target on his back for yelling at the reps and that gets around, I don't know what to tell you there. He's probably lucky he only got a two-minute penalty for that because he likes that. People point out the Druan one. Jonathan Druan got five in a game for that penalty against Tyler Sagan, and he was cross-checked first as well. Rasmus Dahlin did shove Matthews into the bar and started the whole kerfuffle, but Matthews is the one who cross-checked him in the neck. And right. Simple as that. It's I, I there's no you gotta at least make it believable that it was accidental or you intended it to be clean and it just it crossed the line a little bit. You can't be a superstar doing these things and you can't be doing this to a superstar. Like if you're an inconsequential player doing it to an inconsequential player, most of the time that gets overlooked. But Austin Matthews is not inconsequential, and yeah. neither is Rasmus Darlene. It's not a conspiracy against the Leafs. The officiating just sucks across the board. It's as simple as that. So, right. I that's that's my spiel on that. Um, I am basking in some of the reactions to this because I'm a terrible garbage human being who enjoys the suffering of others sometimes. But I'm sorry. It doesn't matter what kind of a hockey fan you are. The Leafs imploding is funny. It just yes. is. And it, I'm tired of pretending that I haven't enjoyed it my entire life. To quote the worst person on Twitter, this is tremendous content. So, <laughs> and speaking of tremendous content, you can find us wherever you listen to your daily podcast, folks. We can be your first listen every day or your first watch. Subscribe here on YouTube. We are trying to get to 500 subscribers and then 1,000 subscribers. We make those YouTube dollar dollar bills. It is fantastic. Thank you so much for all of your support already. You can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. You can follow Laura at The Active Stick, and you can follow myself at Scott Matla. And when you're done listening to us, please check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey, where the hosts have everything you need to help rule your fantasy hockey league. We will see you all after the Arizona game.